Hi. You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bobby Castron. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan, and I'm joined, as I always am, by Chris Catan from the hit film Corky Romano. <laughs> I don't know if our, our microphone <laughs> will pick up um, my reaction to Chris Catan, but I don't know. It Just in this moment, it dawned on me. How truly ridiculous it is that every podcast we do um, starts like this. Hi, you guys want some cookies? <laughs> cookies? 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 If you would have told me when Corky Romano came out that in, in the distant future there will be something called podcasts and you will have one and everyone will start with that, I would have been so happy. I would have been like, my life is going great. Everything worked out the way it was supposed to. What movie is that from? Corky Romano. Corky Romano, of course. <laughs> Come on. Oh, he has the cocaine uh, set piece where he's got the big eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of great set pieces in that. Catan, a desperate performer. Would that be a good way to describe his comedic stylings? Desperate. Yeah, needy, overly needy. Longing for the laugh. <laughs> yeah. And now he's he's our unofficial mascot. Is what he is. He is. I mean, I would like to make him an official mascot. Do you think we could just go to him and have him record one? Do you guys want some cookies live? This is one of those uh, shows I wish, I really hope to not get back to the artist that we're speaking of. Very condescending, a lot of the conversation piece right now. We love Chris Catan and Corky I mean, we're Romano. talking about him as a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> he'll take the gig. Don't you think he'll take the that gig? That is also All right, very yeah, you're demeaning. Right. No, that was not nice. Highly demeaning, yeah, Bob. Very demeaning. Uh, we are in the garage. It's late, Bob. It's really late. It's the second show of the night. It's starting at that SNL time, Bob. A little 11.30 start um, uh, for the second show of the night. And, you know, Bob, I have to say it's, it's a bittersweet, bittersweet night in the garage. And... Um, I mean, I'll let, let let's let Bob listen. I love the sound of your voice. No, you don't. But you are not qualified. Let's throw it to Todd Pettengill. <laughs> the rumors you've been hearing are true. As hard as it is to believe, WPLJ will be going away on Friday, May 31st. The format and personalities that you've come to love over the years will no longer broadcast on 95.5. <laughs> Forty-eight years ago, this iconic radio station signed on the air. And we can't help but think of all the music, the personalities, the concerts, the prizes, all the fun we had. We had a great time together, and we will never forget those times. The coming weeks will bring the end. And over the years, we've made some incredible memories. And we're so glad that we became the best of friends. <laughs> we never took your what friendship or loyalty for granted. It in a little and bit. we will be forever <laughs> grateful. From all of us at 95.5 PLJ, thank you for listening. Yeah, so a bomb drops on, <laughs> not again, a bomb drops on um, May 8th uh, that PLJ, WPLJ, which, if you are um, 
from the New York area who obviously know what it is. But if you're not, and you're just a fan of this podcast, for instance, maybe you've heard us say PLJ before. We've referenced it several times. Many times, because what PLJ 95.5 was, was especially um, in our era growing up, Bob, in the early 90s, it was the number one adult contemporary um, radio station in the tri-state area, which meant it's what your mom listened to. Yes, like isn't that what PLJ was essentially? I your mom's radio station. I called my mom today, and as my mom is wont to do when she gets on the phone, she immediately launches into like an eight-minute monologue about everything <laughs> happening in the world, like in her world. Right. And one of the first things she said after telling me like who was pregnant <laughs> and who's you know doing what in Pearl River, she said, "And I don't know if you heard." WPLJ is going off the air. And I said, I did hear that. And she goes, that was my favorite station. And I go, I know, mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, that was every mom's favorite station. As soon as I saw that tweet, um, and it's funny how that's how news breaks in all realms of society now. On social media, I, I cut and pasted it. And I sent it to my sister, my brother, and my parents. And... Um, uh, for me, in my house, WPLJ was the soundtrack of the kitchen. So there was uh, the hierarchy of the house. So in the kitchen, there was a kitchen radio that was always on. Mm -hmm. And it was this little, like, that radio, the radio that was in my uh, kitchen uh, was the same little radio for, for decades. We eventually, I think, upgraded to a nicer model. But it was always 95.5 because my mom, Deb, she was doing the cooking most uh, always, and it was her station. Mm -hmm. Now, the next room over, Bob, if you remember my old of house. I, of course I do. Um, child at home was the dining room. And in the dining room, there was a stereo. And that was dad's spot. So my dad would listen to. That was like a legit stereo. It had like a, a stereo, stereo. And the vinyl system. records were yep. above it. And the CD case was nearby. And that was always Q104, which was the classic yeah. rock station of New York. So there was always this 95.5 Q104 battle going on. And then, of course, in the bedrooms where the kids were. Z100, K-Rock. Yeah, 92.3, 100.3. Right, so you had the whole terrestrial radio, which is a foreign concept now for so many people. Uh, but back then, we were kind of like the last generation where it was a really big deal. It was the center of the universe for listening to music. And PLJ was your mom's station. Yeah, I think I immediately go to like my mom's Ford Taurus, where you would have four presets, like four buttons and then you would press two buttons together to get the additional stations. But number one was 95.5. Number two was 92.3. Number three was Z100. Number four was Q104. And then whatever else you can gather from the uh, the combos. Right. But it was number one on the preset. Like that was my mom's station. And when you were in the car and it was pre-iPod, obviously, it was you were lucky if you had a disc man at a certain point. But you were all... You were all listening, Discman, you were all listening to the same thing. And, you know, sometimes you would get to, you know, throw on some Z100. For me, I know 92.3 did not go over well. The K-Rock did right. not go over well. It was a little too moody. Like the radio had I'm a creep, not, right. not a big well, fan. Well, 102.7 was maybe that a was bit of a bridge one. station because right. that was kind of classic rock. But 95.5 was, was the default where... Mom's driving, you're putting on 95.5, unless there was some terrible Michael Bolton song that you really were offended by, that was just what was going to be played. And yeah, because it was, um, if your mom listened to it, listen, when you're 
a kid, you're around your mom all the time. Yeah. So I was, I was around your mom all the time. Wait, what? Boom. Damn. Mom joke. Got Nailed me. It. Nailed me. But uh, so PLJ is near and dear to my heart and it makes me think of home and all that stuff. Like one specific song and uh, we will as we always, so we'll do it. What we're going to do is a, a billboard top 10 countdown, the adult contemporary tracks um, from um, the last week of May uh, in 1991. We're going to get to that. Uh, but I do want to play a song, Bob, outside of our countdown that it's weird how it works with your brain. Like what, like a song or a moment in time will just take up real estate and just stay there. It has no reason to be there. Mm-hmm. But I remember my first, the first day of school for both of us uh, at Pearl River Middle School. Mm-hmm. PRMS. Uh, yes. So we're leaving elementary school and going to the school that has lockers and periods and uh, well, periods. The, Go on. The different uh, mm-hmm. sections of the school day, but also, but also the girls, probably, maybe <laughs> you would assume as well. But right. I listen. That's not our no purview. way out of our uh, comfort zone. Let me just move on. Please do. Um, but in my brain, for whatever reason, to this day, I still remember distinctly walking into the kitchen and being in my very important first day of school, fifth grade, middle school outfit, and. This specific Billy Ocean song being on. Nice. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you. Get into my car. This is problematic. Get the fuck into my car. Did you hear what I just said? Get the fuck in! Stop running! Do not fight me! I'm physically bigger! I have fake plates on the back! No one will find you! This is the album version? Anyway. Yeah. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. I still remember that day, even though it was... What, Bob? It was almost 30 years ago. Yeah. I remember being in the kitchen and this song being on and being nervous as fuck for the first day of middle school. Wow. So there's PLJ. That That's where it is. So that's why we wanted to do an episode with PLJ ending um, officially this week. This is our episode remembering PLJ because we you lose touch with the... We lost touch as the years went on, uh, obviously. Are you going to pump this up right now? Come on, this is the chorus, yeah. Because you know what's weird is that, like, if we were to put on PLJ right now... This song could probably be on. But, no, I was going to go the other (laughs) way. It's like, we're so far far removed now. It's probably like an Imagine Dragons song. That is true, Would be on or something, which is hard to... Wrap your mind around, like, in our minds, like, the PLJ we knew is what it always was, but it kept well, evolving. The, the tagline I remember, which I'm sure was updated, was the hits of the 70s, 80s, and today. Right. So that implies that we stopped listening in the 90s. I'm sure they <laughs> updated the tagline at some point. Um, so th- what we're going to do is a, a go back to what, for us anyway, was peak PLJ. Um, Not just for us, for the world. For the world. Come on. And uh, that meant Scott and Todd in the morning. Uh-huh. 
Whereas, yeah, so we'll talk about this. But. Joey Kramer, who, by the way, fun fact, the brother of Aerosmith's drummer. What? Yes, true story. Is this just something you know, or did you look I this up? I fucking know that, dude. <laughs> that is way too much to know about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, the but... Yeah, Scott and Todd was remember the crank calls. Of course I do. Oh yeah, that was Todd. I was I was always wheelhouse. I was always more of a Z Morning Zoo guy, like Z one hundred. Yep, Elvis Duran. Yep, but every so often, you know, you'd end up on PLJ and get some of those wacky morning calls. Yeah, I did definitely remember the um, the hierarchy, like when you're a young teenager or you're preteen Z one hundred. You need to be plugged into. You have there. to, yeah. And then I do remember around 14 or 50, and all of a sudden I turned the dial and I was listening to Howard Stern. And that yeah. was a big transition um, from being plugged into the Z Morning Zoo side of things. Uh, but PLJ was always there in the kitchen. Yes. So what we're going to do now is go through the top 10 adult contemporary charts. But before we do that, Bob, we should take care of some housekeeping. Yeah, I didn't say. even consider it housekeeping. I thought it would be fun to go to our Patreonies on patreon.com slash throwback pod and see if they had any questions for us before this episode. Ooh, I like that. And you know what? They slammed us. They slammed us with they some banged fucking us right in the man gash killer questions right in our big, hot man gashes, <laughs> big steaming man gash, <laughs> our dripping wet man gashes. She's like yeast building within the man gash. So I'm going to throw out a couple of questions that we got from our Patreones. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have a choice. What do you got? Well, let me just start with Ashley Thomas, because she's a lady. Lady, lady gash. Uh, no, what? don't. No, no, no that no, got no, bad. No. Don't no, do no, that. No, no. She wants to know, uh, what are the new bands that you guys are currently pounding the table for? The new bands? You start, Bob. Has there been any table pounding for you lately? You oh, know? yes. There is one artist, Bob. That I am all in on. Let's hear and, it. And I don't think that anyone else is aware that this person exists. He's from the UK. Um, his name is Sam Fender. I don't know Sam Fender. And um, I absolutely, one of my favorite um, songs that I've heard in some time is by Mr. Fender uh, called Hypersonic Missiles. And it's basically a cross between Brandon Flowers and Bruce Springsteen. So I'm since intrigued. you asked me, it's just a, li a little bit of hypersonic missiles. I eat myself the death, feed the corporate machine. I watch some movies, recite every line and scene. God bless America and all of its allies. I'm not the first to live with all over my eyes. I like this. I am so blissfully unaware of everything. Okay. There you go. I'm way in on this guy. He's from England. He's like 22 years old. He obviously is a Springsteen dude, but he definitely learned at the feet of the killers, I think. And, you know. 
That's checking boxes. I like that a lot. How about you? I've been uh, I've been listening to a lot of this band Pup. Pup. Is there a song that we could? They've play? been around for a little bit, I think. But uh, the song Kids. Kids by Pup. Kids by Pup. It's easy to remember. Just like two words right there. Kids by Pup. But I've been listening to some Pup, and I like them. They kind of remind me of the Hold Steady. All right, let's listen. Yeah. Let's... Yeah, I like this a lot. We're going to have to bank these for our end of year episode where we talk about our uh, throwback to the future. Yeah, we're going to have to throw back to 2019. All right, that's good. All right, next. You know what, Bob? Yeah. Right now on my Apple Music, I'm going to hit the little plus sign. Add a little pup. pup. Add a little pup. All right, next question from uh, Paul Roundtree. This is a great question, by the way. It made me think. Have you ever pretended to like a band or an artist to try to get a girl to like you? I pretended to like Sonic Youth for a whole year as a girl I was <laughs> as a girl I was besotted really liked them. She slept with my best friend because he started rumors that he had a massive dick. He was actually hung like a wasp. So one of the greatest questions and from beginning to end <laughs> provided wait, wait, wait. a lot of context. Wait, what was the end of that? Uh, About slept, the dick? Uh, well, he was hung like a wasp. How does, how does he know that? Oh, the girlfriend? Yeah, I'm sure he got around. Okay. But good move by that guy saying I have a big dick. Getting that thing to spread. Sure. Good job. His man gash was not as large as he no. had advertised. It was a man's slit. So, so the the question though is: uh, Have you ever pretended to like a band or artist to try to get a girl to what like? What was that them? Canadian band, Bob? That sung the, about hockey all the time. The tragically hip. Yes. As I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the first thing that came up. I love Canada. Um, I loved the fling I had with the, the woman in Canada. Uh, however poorly it ended, Bob, just like your Canadian fling did not end well. Horribly. Um, uh, but uh, Tragically Hip, she she would sit me down and say, you need to listen to this. It's great. Like a lot of the songs are about like important hockey games. And she would sell that as if it was like a positive. <laughs> oh, up north it is. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? It's like, oh, yeah, it's about like Ray Bork having a, a hat trick on a Tuesday in February uh, against just the listen, Islanders. Just listen, I'm like, just what? Listen, just listen. <laughs> what? That, that, that makes it good? That's uh, anyway. My, my Canadian, I remember uh, having to pretend to like the Trailer Park Boys, which was uh, a yeah, TV yeah. show. Yes, but the well, there was like a, a guy with Down syndrome that was. It was a, bad. A, it was really bad. I've never seen it, but I, I didn't like it. At like all. I'll see a gift pop up every once in a while. I'll be yeah. like some dude with Down syndrome. Is like, are we? Is that where we're at? We're just, like the guy's funny because he's mentally challenged. I I don't know anything about I the don't show. Know anything about it? That could be off base. This was a tough one for me to answer because I was thinking about. Well, I have a couple of things. Number one is I think girlfriends are usually right. This is going to be a seven-hour podcast. This by might the way. be. Yeah. Girlfriends are usually right because. 
Like Sonic Youth is a good band. Maybe you don't like them at the time, but like it's a great band to say you like. It's too, a great though. band to say you like. So I totally get where. But our like I dated a girl from. who like at the time really loved Tom Waits. I wasn't into Tom Waits at the time. Mm-hmm. Got into him way after we broke up. So like I think like there's those things where you're like kind of pretending or you're not into it, but you should trust your girlfriend to have good musical taste. The only thing I could think of that I actually pretended to like ended up with me going to an Indigo Girls concert in high school because I was in high school and my girlfriend at the time liked the Indigo Girls. And well, because you couldn't kill it. You You were there. Right. It meant a lot to her, but that's different. But when you're like 17 and you're just like doing everything you can to like be a decent boyfriend, you go to the Indigo Girls What's concert. What's the scene at an Indigo con- Girls concert in 1997 rem- at just, the Garden? I just remember using the bathroom and being the only guy in there. <laughs> so much space. So much space. Just like you're in the center of 14 urinals. <laughs> like you're dead so, center it seven. It was so comfortable. Uh, all right. Let's get into it, Bob. The uh, top 10 countdown the last week in May. The year was... 1991. 1991. So this... Um, uh, on the week that PLJ is shuttered, we will celebrate the songs that were on the radio when we heard it every single day. And we always start with songs outside the top 10. And I will go with what was number 30 on this week in 1991. And I think you just said it, but let me just double make, yeah. make sure. The adult contemporary countdown. Yes. This what did is, I say? I don't know. You might have said it. I just yeah, want to yeah. make sure we we really adult get that. contemporary. This was not the pop. This was the adult contemporary. Although this song will probably give it away. Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Touched down in the land of the Delta blues in the middle of the pouring rain. W.C. Handy Won't you look down over me Yeah, I got a first class ticket But I'm as blue as a boy can be Then I'm walking in Memphis Just walking with my feet ten feet Walking in Memphis Mark Cohen This is the song that built PLJ (laughs) (laughs) I mean, PLJ was a thriving enterprise when this song came out. <laughs> but still. But this is the one that, like, fortified it. It really did. It, yeah. it, it led to the moat being built and the additional stone <laughs> and the drawbridge. Put in another support wall here. Like, yeah, this is. An was, entire, like, an infantry. This is what listening to your mom's radio sounded like. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it does, for that reason, it does tug at the heartstrings a little bit, I got to say. I mean, it is a great fucking song. Didn't this guy get, like, shot on a street in Memphis or something? He did. He got carjacked. Carjacked. Like, fucking Detroit or something. And got shot in the head. Yeah. And survived. That's right. And he w- it wasn't even, like, regarding Henry's situation where he's like, Now I can't sting. Regarding Henry, what a movie. Also came out around this time. <laughs> We're just going to go full old guys <laughs> in this episode. Let's talk about Awakenings. <laughs> oh, this is great. This one was okay for a white guy to just like straight up like yeah. appropriate. Mike, Michael black McDonald music. was like yeah. opened up the doors for all white guys to sound like this. <laughs> He's married to someone very famous too. I'm trying to remember who it is. Are you thinking of Richard Marx being married to Daisy Fuentes? 
<laughs> no. Because okay. like that. that's insane. I bet Richard Marx is like three feet tall. <laughs> He's in her pocket at all times. All right, Mark Cohen is married too, Bob. You ready? It better be somebody fucking famous. He won a, by the way, he won a, oh, I love this part. Was he, was he a Jew, Cohen? No, I don't think so. There are no Jews walking in Memphis and bragging about it. Best new artist he won, Bob. Grammys, 1992. All right. Uh, he Look, so Oh, he's married to... All right, this is inside baseball. If you're a fan of, like, ABC or news programming, like Dateline in 2020, he's married to Elizabeth Vargas, <laughs> who's one of the... Uh, I like that that's... You teed up somebody famous. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth Vargas, Vargas is uh, a television journalist, and uh, she's married to uh, Kelvin. It's like being married to Tabitha Soren. <laughs> who's not dead, by the way. I don't know. Is Tabitha with us? Yeah. Course. All right, so that of was my course. choice. Here's Bob's. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> funny. He, he almost hit the note. <laughs> he didn't really commit to it. No. He's really singing out of his register right now. He's not comfortable at all. And I've got those again. Ooh, that's good. What can I do? I've been thinking about you. <clears throat> I've been thinking about you, Bob, by the artist London Beat. I mean, I couldn't even even told you the artist. When I was looking at the countdown outside of the top 10, I recognized the song title, nothing else. Nothing else in the countdown, honestly. Released the 1990s lead single from In the Blood. Well, obviously. But. It hit number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart on April 13th, 1991. Hit number two in the United Kingdom the previous year. The song also topped the singles charts in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, Finland, Germany, Israel, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and Zimbabwe. Because what more do you want in 1991 than a fucking soulful dance song where the guy is almost hitting the, hitting the notes? Yeah, this is very 1991. Yeah. I do like it, though. I got to be honest with you. I do like this song. Was this on like the Pretty Woman soundtrack or something? It has that kind of sound. Of like those early no. 90s songs. No. It was a standalone single, Bob, right. on the In the Blood album. What more do you need? Okay. That sets the table nicely, though. So you really got a, a really good feeling of where we're at. Now let's get into the top 10 from the first week of June. Wait, we're not done yet? I thought we... <laughs> I feel like we've already done we're so much. We're now starting the top oh 10. Oh, my God. Um, we'll start with the top 10 again on the, on the week that WPLJ an iconic station in New York uh, shutters and it's, I don't know what's going to be played on that station anymore. I don't know who listens to. Well, that's the thing you would think, you would think the only stations that would be safe were the mom stations because they're not actively seeking out other ways to listen to music. But you know, what's a good, you know, what's interesting if, um, 
And this is a Luther Vandross song, Power of Love, some bullshit. I don't know this one. What if PLJ goes under in 2019? What are moms listening to? I guess they're listening to Sirius and no, but and their own music. Is, do they not? Is the reason why PLJ went under is that they lost? They lost the moms. That's the only way. That's how this happened. Something I think something else must have happened because. The, but I think it's a good. It's a good. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying it's a good explanation that enough right. like suburban house moms. Uh, housewives but the, moved away from terrestrial radio, so they lost what was essentially their core audience. You're saying moms should? Are you saying? Do you mean grandmas at this point? Or are you saying like no, they've I'm lost saying, the mom? Demo. They needed, yeah, they the needed new the mothers to come up the and new still moms. listen to terrestrial yeah, radio. That's it, because the grandmas are still there, and now the grandmas are just lost. Well, they're talking to their sons, yeah, their 40 year old sons, 39, Bob. Yeah, how dare you? And being like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, what do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, so the grandmas are confused. The new moms are listening to their phones. The grandmothers, it's just more another. It's just more evidence that the world now is terrible. Oh fuck! This is going to lead them to voting for Trump again. All he has to do is say "Make America Great Again." I'll bring PLJ back, and he fucking gets them. Yeah, but you know what? The other way to spin that is, hey mom, you know PLJ was fine for two Obama terms. It's only <laughs> when your boy true. came in. All right, we could pin this on him. That might be the thing that brings him down. All right, I am not familiar with this song, but let me uh, listen a little closer. Yeah, I was hoping the chorus might hit me, but I don't know it. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't, this one doesn't ring a bell. It rings a bell. I mean, PLJ was overtly racist, so maybe they skipped this one. <laughs> overtly racist. I don't, they would cut I mean, out. I'm not saying you're wrong. They would cut out any sort of rap type thing. Oh that, no! Yeah, it, that like, they would hear if, like, in TLC Waterfalls, they would cut out Lisa oh, Left Eye Lopez's rap. Left in the Eye got cut out. The the cat rap from the Paul Abdul song. This is how we do it. They would cut out the oh, Once Upon no a Time chance. in '94. But they would play the song, but they would cut out the rap. Saying. We'll play the pop hits without all that rap crap. <laughs> You're just saying you don't like black people. Yeah, exactly. Todd Pettengill, just be honest. I mean, <laughs> Todd, if you're gonna, tell us the truth. Like, I'm not saying like I agree or disagree. Um, I do disagree, oh, but I'm just saying like, you know, Todd, Come just on. keep it real. Maybe we're just too woke now. Maybe that's why PLJ is on its way out. All right, here we go. Oh, yes. And uh, you know what? Maybe I should clarify that Todd Pettengill. Not a racist? Not, probably not. <laughs> I don't know the man. I think it's good to clarify that. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is, um, well, you know what this is, bitch. Listen up. Of course you know what this is.
Let's do it. Me and you. No, no, you go high. I go low. Yeah. All right. Bob, name of the artist. Extreme. Very well done. Yes. Now, here's the other part of, of the, the equation. The song, of course, more than words. A huge, huge hit. And also, again, an example of kind of the death rattle of hair metal that this, the, the bands now were just nakedly catering for... Throwing shit at the wall to yeah, try to girl, stay on the radio. Music that right. girls would like, and and completely disregarding the male fan base slash whatever their actual uh, background was, what they were trying to be. Right, uh, and it's evident with this album, for instance, more than words is the fifth track and third single from Extreme's 1990 LP, Pornography. <laughs> so it's like they gave up. They they reverse course. Who the fuck knows what the rest of the album sounds like? I'm sure it's a bunch of like noodling bullshit, like right. CC Deville shit. Yes, uh, but they're like, we got this, we got this acoustic song. Let's, let's let's throw this one out there and see what happens. Yeah, you remember the video? They, you could tell even in the video, <clears throat> they were bashful about it. There's there's they're a, a little sh- embarrassed. They're a little embarrassed. Like yeah. there's a shot of like a slow pan across a studio or something, and the bass player is holding up a lighter. Oh yeah, and he lights the lighter, and it's like Eesh. it's a, a, basically a, an admission. It's like, listen, we're, we're just gonna take the money. We need, yeah. we need come on, this. guys. This is you know, we're, on our, we're on our way out. Uh, this uh, well, without this, we would have never had Mr. Big. So you know, this did this predate Mr. Big? I think it did, right? I think it did. Bob, of course, referring to to be with you, which is the better version of this. Yeah, and this is pretty. I mean, I will say all no, this that. This is good. I like this. This is it's in fine. terms of like yes, a like a really cheesy rock love ballad. Well done. When you're in middle school, this this is great. And this was like our first. Speaking of the first day of school in fifth grade, we didn't have a dance in fifth grade. No. Sixth grade. Yeah. We our junior high was called middle school. It was five, six, seven. Which is weird, even here in America. Like I'm sure all over the world, it's different, but. In the in the United States, five, six, seven for middle school is weird. Right, eight, which typically was part of junior high, was part of the high school. The high school, which yeah. made you a real outcast piece of shit. Yeah, because you're fucking thirteen, and, and you look like a fucking asshole. And you're walking you in the hallways stupid. next to eighteen year olds. <laughs> right. Come on, like the star quarterback um, at our high school is this guy named Rob Bonomalo. And everybody called him Bono, and he looked wait, like. Which in a high school full of Irish kids, you couldn't right, have had in a better. You couldn't have had a better name, right? And he was like well built, and he had you know a big Italian dude with the hair, the dark hair, and and he just seemed to be, um, almost like a movie star. Yeah, uh, especially if you're a fucking eighth grader, and you you looked like. A literally, a literally piece of human shit. You're like a little tadpole <laughs> fucking scurrying around. Your face looks so stupid. Like, have you looked at yourself? Like, have you come across a picture, Bob, oh, recently fucking, when you were 13? Fucking disgusting. What a fucking monster you are. Uh, You're a little piece of shit. Uh, hideous. Everything is gangly. You have acne, probably braces. You're just a horrible piece of shit. You're not a person. And here's Bono walking Bono. the hallways. And he's and he's Italian, wearing the jacket. Italian Bono. Literally, 
literally the quarterback. Jacket. Yes. It's not fair. They should have had eighth grade at the middle school. Yes, that's what we're getting at. It was weird. It wasn't even, I would say like we looked up to Bono and all that, but it, no, it wasn't even that. No. It was just like he was a different world. Oh, and the girls that were like seniors in high school when you're in eighth grade, they're, they're women. On. They were women. Come on. All right, here we go. Let's move on. So extreme, you got your hit, but you all, it also ended their career essentially. But it probably made them money. I bet. Oh, it made them probably more money than they made up if until that point. If they could do it again, would they do it? Of course they would. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here is number eight on the charts, Celine Dion. First time she showed up on this show. Are you sure? Because didn't we do her album once? This sounds terrible. You can lower it already. I have no memory of this. I don't know anything about this song. Let's listen to the chorus of parenthetical, if there was, close parenthetical, any, any other way. Is this before or after she was banging the old dude with the white beard? And the bald head. Oh, that old dude was probably Renee. young. That, that, that dude was old when this came out. That's how old that guy is. It was like the rare um, scenario where the the big, fat, old, white guy with the beard and the bald head married for money, not the other way around. <laughs> no, that guy had to be wealthy, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. Again, there's a lot of slandering going on in this show. Yeah. We've really. never met Renee. I believe he passed away. Oh, so we can say whatever we want. He's not going to sue us. The Celine Dion estate, probably very powerful, Bob. Do you think she has fans that will come after us like Michael Jackson fans came after me on Twitter? Anything new on that front, by the way? Nothing new. It's over. So you kind of survived that. Yeah, I'm going to go after Celine Dion now and see what happens. <laughs> You're going to keep going until your life is ruined. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Uh, this is Rick Astley. That's the uh, the guy from the, yeah. the meme. Yeah. What's Never going to give you up. Never going to give you up. He had another song. It was called Cry for Help. Let's listen. She's taking my time. Yes. <laughs> What a soulful white. This is doing That should everything. have been the PLJ slogan. <laughs> You're home for soulful whites. <laughs> we'll cut out all the raps from the singles and give a home to all the soulful Caucasians. That's probably, that's the third best Rick Astley song. I didn't know there was another one other than that one. What about knows. King of Wishful Thinking? Oh my God. That's a fucking great song. Holy shit. And now that I think about it, Bob, I was I did that whole thing about like the memory of the first day of fifth grade. It might have been that song, actually. <laughs> it, it might not have been the Billy Ocean song, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. It might have been 
I'll get over, I'll get over you. you. I know I will. With the horns and shit. Yeah. It's an incredible song. We should have just played that instead of Cry for Help. It's not too late. Well, you set the table, Bob. I did. And you know what? Uh, oh, somebody came after us on uh, Twitter where they for were. What like, reason? Well, listen to this. Listen to this bullshit. You know, every episode we pick a song for our Spotify playlist. And during our uh, May 97 countdown, yes, at some point we said, you know, we couldn't use a song from outside the top 10 because it's ineligible. You know, that that actually rang false to me, too, in the moment. But, but we I, always say that, that you can't yeah. pick a song outside the top 10. But then uh, we said that we could put Hanson on twice because there are no rules. <laughs> and that person called this out for uh, contradicting ourselves. And then I threatened to burn down his garage. Right. Uh, which I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm saying for this episode, even though it's not on the countdown, if you play this Rick Astley song, it is eligible for the playlist. All right. I'm with you. I have to say, Bob, go fuck yourself. Rick Astley did not sing Wait, King of Wishful Thinking. Did I fuck up? What am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know, Bob, but it was a, uh, a band. Is it different Soulful White? It is. It is a band called Go West. Oh, fuck. You're right. Well, I don't regret it for one minute if it means we get to listen to and it. And now it does remind me that um, one of the great terrible videos of all time. And look it up on YouTube. Oh, this is obviously not for Gasly. I'm mad at myself, but I'm also <laughs> happy about this. Uh, check out this video on YouTube, but for now, listen to the song. Thematically, much different territory as well as Billy Ocean demanding a woman get in his car <laughs> so he can have a conquest of some kind. Way less problematic. This, the Rick Astley song I was thinking of was Together Forever was okay. the other big Rick Astley song, but um, also eligible for the playlist. If also, we, I mean, we make the rules. And yes. whoever, came, whoever stepped to you on Twitter, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. I, I mean, I respect him trying to uh, step to us, but... It's fucking over for you in your garage. This would be a time where I, I want to make my way to our little fridge and get a beer, but I like the song so much that I, I don't want to miss it and moment. take my earphones out. All right. Um, take a picture of what Dan is doing right now. into the microphone. Um, it's almost 1230 in the morning. Uh, some of these songs, Bob, bring back not feelings of um, um, kind of nostalgia, 
but rather feelings of uh, anxiety. Interesting. And it makes me think of DJ Howie. Once, yeah, so fifth grade, you didn't get a dance. There, right. I think there was a Halloween party. There was a bullshit, Halloween party, but it wasn't a is, dance. You know, go fuck yourself with that. Uh, but in sixth grade, I just told the administrators at Pearl River Middle School to, you know. They had it coming. Yeah. But in sixth grade, starting in sixth grade, there were dances. Yes. Two, I believe, right? There was a Halloween dance and a Valentine's dance. Right. And then, of course, in seventh grade, the final year of middle school, there was the dinner dance. Yes. Which was like essentially a key party where everybody fucked. <laughs> no? Was that not? Um, nobody was supposed to know that. <laughs> I do remember the dinner dance. The thing that was the most memorable about it was that they had crystal clear Pepsi there. <laughs> and that I was, was a big, say, the other, was a major, the uh, other major the deal party. about that were some of the popular kids' parents got them a limo. Yeah, and what the fuck? And that was a big deal because every other parent was like, fuck you. What are you doing getting your kids a limo? Shouldn't it, you have been in that limo as somebody that claimed to be an A-lister at that stage of your life? Look, I was. I How did you not get in that limo if that was your prime? We opted out. We. Me and my contingent. <laughs> you and your mom. <laughs> my mom was like, you're not going like to. You had a chip in 30 bucks. And Linda was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I probably. I'm driving also, you in the Taurus. I probably also just missed the cut. Just really teeing up my failure in high school. Uh, we are talking over Rush Rush by Paul Abdul. The point I was getting to is that the anxiety comes from some of these very popular slow songs of the era. Um, it was all about when the slow songs came on. There were only two or three that would get played at the yeah. dances. That was the time to ask the girl that you like to dance. Yes. And when I hear these songs, I think about that stress of like all everything, the hormones and the nervous energy and the lack of self-confidence and all of it like a vicious stew. Yes. And I feel like this is one of those songs. Yeah, this totally is. It was so stressful. And the anxiety would like start weeks before about like who you're going to go ask to dance. And then you're there and you're like, if you don't do it in the moment, you fucking just think about it nonstop for the rest of the night. And then the next few weeks. And again, there were only two dances. So you would live with that regret until the Valentine's Day dance where you would go again, be a big old pussy and not step up when it counts. Mm. And then uh, just Mr. Destiny where you're like, everything could have been different if I would have asked Kara to dance with me. Nobody was making out at that dance, right? No. No, it was a more innocent time. There was no making out. Any 69ing? No, just boner dances. Just dances where you <laughs> held the girl far enough away so she doesn't feel your little boner. Uh, do you remember that video, Bob? I do, yeah. Do you remember uh, who the love interest was? Paula's uh, love M interest. MC Scat Cat. <laughs> no, that was an earlier single. Emilio Estevez. No. Richard Grieco. She, she was married to Emilio Estevez. That's right. It didn't last. Grieco. No. I don't know. Shame, shame on you, Bob. It was a young, fetching Keanu Reeves. I was close with the Grieco. I, I saw the hair. Close with the Grieco. Shame on you, Bob. Which one's in John Wick? Grieco or Keanu Reeves? <laughs> I can't remember. All right. Here is a... Uh, we talked about Whitney Houston at length on our... Um, did we do a, bod a bodyguard podcast? I can't nope, remember. What we was haven't. it? We haven't. It was some countdown, maybe. Yes, it was a countdown. It was the I Will Always Love You uh, countdown. Yes, that when that was the number one single for like 47 weeks. Um, and I, as 
someone born in 1980, I feel like I have a fairly in-depth knowledge of Whitney Houston singles. Yeah. But this one's not ringing a bell. Let's listen to it a little bit. I don't even know. Is this a song of a chorus? I don't know. I don't know. I, I give my mom credit, though, because I think that these were the kinds of songs where I was allowed to turn them off. Like, we would go to Z100 on a song like that. She'd be cool with that. Yeah. You know, anything like Rick Astley or any Soulful Whites we'd have to stick with. And anything Gloria Stefan. My mom loved the Gloria Stefan kind of music. So if Whitney Houston came on... <laughs> No, your mom was like, "Turn this off." Not at I'm all. Sorry, we loved I'm connecting some dots. We here. loved uh, the you know, I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. But that kind of song, that very slow, ballady yes. kind of stuff, like my mom would not subject us to. And the album that song was from, "I'm Your Baby Tonight." That was a big PLJ hit. Yes, I'm, I'm your baby your tonight. Your baby huge. tonight. All right, let's now cut to uh, as we <coughs> come to the top four. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. Here he is. Here he is. Does your wife have a hard-on for Rod Stewart? Loves Rod Stewart. Right. Just think about her thinking about Rod Stewart during the song, when the chorus hits. Already am. <laughs> I think I just walked into something. Say this for Rod Stewart, and people can get on Rod Stewart for being, you know, Rod Stewart. Yeah, of course. But this man, and this is not easy to do in popular music, well into his 40s, knew how to write a fucking hook. Knew how to write a hook. This is a nice little hook. You know, late Rod Stewart does early Rod Stewart no favors. Like, it's so easy to forget that he was in Faces and he was a respected. Right. Early Rod Stewart would despise that he Absolutely. turned into late Rod Stewart. Absolutely. Yeah, he would hate him. But this is like, I guess it's weird that this is like, I guess, late middle Rod Stewart now because he went, he got way cornier after this. Well, actually, he kind of got out of the game and started doing like American songs. He was doing stuff. ballads and stuff. Yeah. Not even like he was doing standards. Standards. So yeah, he yeah. kind of quit the pop game. Right. Like your boy, Billy Joel. Well, he just quit everything, Billy Joel. I thought he was doing that stuff, too. The, the standards, wasn't he? Doing no, he never did. Shit? He never put out an album after River of Dreams. He, I'm he, not a big Billy Joel fan. Really? Have we gone over this no. yet? Uh, no, Rod Stewart went on to like do Tony Bennett kind of music. Right. Yes. But he got out. Which of I kind of... Re- yeah, out of the pop scene. I, yeah, I don't want to... Yes. I'm not going to try to make pop music anymore. Right. I, I kind of do remember when I first got to college in Boston... Um, he might have tried one last kind of pop album right around that the turn right. of the century, yeah. and then he bailed. Yeah, but this was when he was still a relevant commercial artist. 
it sucks. It does suck. <laughs> but you know what? It's the kind of suck where when it comes on in the right in the right setting, it can get you. And you're alone in your car, you can fucking enjoy it. It almost sounds like a song that would be playing in like a bar on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, exactly. All right. Is this the one where he's like walking down the street with like the little person in his arms? Wait, what? (laughs) Am I I creating a memory? (laughs) I don't know, but I hope it's right. And if it's not, we need to get Rod on the phone. I need to find out what this thing is in my brain that I'm seeing. We need you and a a tiny person. (laughs) I see something. Romping through a field somewhere. (laughs) All right. You know what I just realized, Bob? We have to add one of these songs to the throwback podcast playlist. Man, this is not going to go well, guys. Um, This next song um, is... If you were a like a good Christian girl, as my wife was when she was growing up in Texas, was past tense. This, I mean, she's still a good girl. I wouldn't call mm. her a religious Christian woman, but I will say that this artist um, really uh, connected down south. Maybe not as much where we were from, but she did have. She'll always have this, Bob. Always have this. Yeah, bro, it's Amy Grant up in this bitch. What are you doing on your phone? Trying to find the Rod Stewart video that's been haunting me for 30 years. <laughs> the midget video? <laughs> Stop. This is the, out of everything we've heard so far, this is the most PLJ song. Oh, for sure. This is like what I think of when I think of PLJ. <laughs> I feel like there was a time probably from about March 12th to about <laughs> August 9th and Bob's holding up a video, but looks to be a, a, a red-haired child. It's just a child. <laughs> But in my head, all right, so the video is Rod's. If you want to follow the along. the orange-haired kids, the carrot top If you want kids, to follow yeah. along, it's Rod Stewart's Forever Young video. I think at the time, the kid reminded me of Willow. Willow. So that's yeah. why in this video, it's always kind of stuck in my head. Like, it's Rod Stewart with a little person. Is it that song? Is it the same video? Song? No, it's Forever Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that's a song. Great song. But anyway, um, fuck, I don't know what the point I was making. Oh, yes, this song is so popular, it was played on loop, essentially, I think, on PLJ yeah. for about four months. They just and, and waited for people to complain. And the moms didn't. Nobody cared. No. Moms, like, moms loved it. Moms were like, I'm busy. Moms never got fucking enough of this. They were too busy with other shit. It's like, I'm getting dressed. I'm, I'm feeding breakfast. I got to get them to school. Hit me with the grant. Oh, you know what I want to roll it. You know what I want to do since this is like loosely, this is more an RIPLJ than it is a official countdown. We're kind of doing both. Um, this reminds me of another PLJ staple. Mm-hmm. If you wouldn't mind finding it and pulling it up, uh, walking on broken glass. Oh my god! Could you please play that song, <laughs> if for no other reason than I mean, Bob, I've than, never been than to make it eligible for the playlist. I've never been more um, happy <laughs> to really do anything. 
Uh, is this an Amy Lennox? Amy, jam? Amy Lennox. Yep. Did I say Amy Lennox? You said Amy Lennox. Her Amy sister. Lennox jam. It is. <laughs> do, 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 do. I can't wait for this. All right. I mean, even in, yeah, Lennox had a nice little run post Eurythmics. Yep. Uh, on the PLJ. But nothing, nothing hit me in the sweet spot more than walking on broken glass. Yes. like Scott and Todd were coming out of some Dan Quayle joke and they just throw it to this. <laughs> Potato, extra ease, please. Bring it. I actually forgot we were doing the show for a second. I know, you were in it. I'm just listening to the music. Yeah. It's fucking great. You think Dave Stewart of the Rhythmics was like, bitch, you didn't save that for us? Yeah, come on. You're sitting on broken glass this whole time? Sitting on it. And you take it on your solo joint? So good. We should do a whole podcast on the bad blood between Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart of the mm, Eurythmics. People really want that. People want us to dig into that. I mean, you think people want this? No. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody's still listening. <laughs> if you're still listening, I just want to say, from both Bob and I, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you really like... You're either, in. either you're paralyzed and you just can't move, or there's some type of... Like somebody, a, somebody at the hospital turned the, ra- turned the radio on? <laughs> what radio would have our podcast? Like a James Con misery situation where you can't move. You literally, you have to listen to this. Right. But if you're choosing to listen at this stage, thank you. Mariah Carey, number two. After all is said and done. How do I not know a Mariah Carey song? Because this is not ringing a bell. I mean, she'll hit you with the chorus. I have no doubt. It's okay. Mariah Carey. Does it ring a bell for you right now? No. Okay, let's see what she's got. We can make a million promises, but we're still Here it comes. Getting there. It isn't right to stay together when you only bring each other. Got me. I know it. You? It, there, it, I feel like I, I picture like a like a late dark, late February night. My mom picking me up from like CYO St. Margaret's basketball practice, and this on in the deep background. Yeah, that sounds right. Like that's a. I can't quite place it, but it was definitely playing. Yeah, I mean, my mom never picked me up from um, CYO basketball, which is probably the reason. I'm not a professional basketball player because <laughs> you weren't the, on the St. Maggie's team. You had to be on one of the uh, Catholic schools in our town to play basketball. 
And uh, yeah, we just weren't aware of the signups. So I never played uh, organized basketball. Did, did it like um, I could have been like that was connected to my church. Didn't they have anything? What was your what was it? Beth Shalom? Uh, yeah. Did they have any type of like? I don't know. They threw me out, so I never, I never had any real connection with them either. So why did they kick you out again? You're just too much of a bad boy. Yeah, I was the bad boy of Hebrew school. I think being only, uh, <laughs> being only half Jewish, I would uh, ask too many questions about Jesus, and they didn't like that. <laughs> like my teacher would start like getting into things, and I would raise my hand and just be like, "What was Jesus doing?" And they. I was kind of being a smartass, and they knew that I was, you know, kind of a, a rebel Jew, ironically, like Jesus himself. But um, <laughs> no, they threw me out, so I was not allowed to go back. Wait, you were kicked out of your Hebrew school for asking about Jesus Christ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your mom had to be pissed about that. No, because my mom barely cared. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. My dad thought it was great. Dad thought it was hilarious. <laughs> The Italian side really liked it. <laughs> I mean, that is incredible. But was that like? Was there like a formal letter where you were? No, it was just kind of. Out, or no, it, it was just like uh, he clearly doesn't want to be here, and maybe it's better if he. Uh, maybe it's better if he stops coming. So I did. But you got bar mitzvah. Oh, that's a whole other story. Not oh, from there. Are you? <laughs> Oh no, I don't even want to get into that story. All right, not tonight, but I It's a it's a good story, you know, but I feel it's like I've too heard long. the story, but it's been it's a been while a long so I'd time. like to yeah. hear it again. Yeah. All right, here's the number one song on this week in 1990 1990? 1. 1991 is Bolton Bitch. Birds you know, I hear the whites again. <laughs> the whites appropriating like a soulful. Oh, this is the number one white. R&B song. This is the number one appropriating white ever. Oh, PLJ. All right, here we go. Let's listen to this chorus. Bolton's about to go airborne. <laughs> <laughs> And I should make it clear that, um, well, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this, but if there's one episode she would listen to, it would be this one. Let's just hope Deb's not going to listen to this what episode. If, what if Deb listens to it and all the moms do and PLJ <laughs> sees our podcast numbers and are like, you know what? We can't go away. We save them. Like it's like the Muppets or something. <laughs> I, I have to say in my mom's defense, yes, the, PLJ is a mom radio station, but my mom did not have any Michael Bolton records. It just, you know what? I just think, and it doesn't, it's something that doesn't exist today because music and really everything is so personalized. There's no broadband type way. Things aren't, things are much, there's no monoculture the way there was when we were kids. Like my mom didn't like Michael Bolton, but Michael Bolton was just played on the station that moms would listen to. So by default, your mom, you would connect your mom to Michael Bolton. Right. Well, there was also one mom, and we can't say who it was, but there was one mom in our school who was a parent who fucking loved Michael Bolton to the point where, like, even as a kid, you're like, that's weird how much Mrs. Blank is into Michael Bolton. Like, do you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? I think I do. Yeah, where she had, like, 
on the refrigerator at home, she would like take her kids' tests down and put up pictures of Michael Bolton. Which and, is just sick. You should lose your kids for that. And you know, you, you know, like the cuck dad was coming home, like, honey, <laughs> what happened to our wedding photos? What's up with this appropriating white with the big flowing <laughs> blonde curly locks? Are you, are you fucking him? Are you fucking Bolton? Are you fucking Michael Bolton? Yeah, it was very over the top. Here's a white guy playing a saxophone. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, putting Bolton on the fridge—that's that's too much. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little over the top. But you know, maybe she was fucking him. Who knows? <laughs> All right, Bob. Here we go. On that subject, it well, is time now to what? What are you doing on your phone? Well, we got to pick up. We got to pick like the perfect PLJ song to add to our playlist. <laughs> and I think that a lot of the ones we've heard fit. <laughs> But I uh, mean, any of these, ex- yeah. Well, I wouldn't want a lot of these songs in the playlist. No, because the playlist, and of course, the Spotify, we're talking about the Spotify playlist, the Apple Music playlist. That, yeah. That's also there, too, uh, where we pick one song every episode. And I mean, to honor PLJ, I feel like we have to pick the most PLJ song. <laughs> the most PLJ song ever? I think so. So, not even necessarily connected to our show today. You're just saying the one that like jumps out to you more than any PLJ song ever. That also fits on our playlist that will make us happy every time it comes on. How are you going to pull that off? I think I think we both know what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is obviously it. This, you know, this made the rides to soccer practice. And Shoprite. <laughs> oh, so many and rides. Marshalls. So many rides to Shoprite. You know, and to uh, Models. To drive into New Jersey to get gas. Go to Jersey to get the gas. Get about you know ten cents cheaper per yep. gallon. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. As long as you could get in that car and you turn the key in the ignition, and Etheridge was there. It was all okay. <laughs> The most WPLJ song ever played on WPLJ. WPLJ. Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> I don't want to come over. The hell with the consequences. <laughs> you told me you love me. That's all I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this part. Yeah. There's a need I can't explain. <laughs> Man, the stakes are fucking sky high. Oh my high god, in this she's song. fucking losing her shit. She really wants to come over. She's fucking horny. As she fuck. better fu- let her the fuck in the house. Melissa Etheridge is here to fuck you. <laughs> answer the door. <laughs> you better answer the fucking door. Because she, I mean, even if you're not in the mood for carnal relations, but no. Etheridge. Look, she's not going away. By the way, this is not a question. She's telling you she's coming over. She's not asking. She's telling you. Well, no, she's saying I want to. No, but she's fucking telling you. But she's also saying the hell with the consequences. I am coming over. And she says she's uh, like uh, her chemistry 
There's a need I can't explain. Not since Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car, has somebody been so aggressive in song. Is Wait, is Melissa Etheridge problematic? <laughs> Should she be on the list? Yeah. All right, follow the uh, Throwback Podcast on Twitter, at ThrowbackPod, uh, on Instagram, at ThrowbackPod. Uh, if you want to email us, hit us up at Gmail, the throwback pod at Gmail. We're on Reddit. We have a subreddit. Yeah, we have a subreddit. Throwback pod. Uh, also, patreon.com slash throwback pod if you want to help us save WPLJ and many other radio stations around the country. No, we can't save PLJ. We're it's saving gone. PLJ. It's actually, it's gone. It's if 10,000 people download this episode in the next five minutes. We're saving them. We have a little board up. <laughs> and every time somebody subscribes. He's actually telling the truth. Yes. This is how we're doing it. So uh, thank you to everybody for listening and uh, indulging us. I mean, yes, this is a bit of self-indulgent uh, by the podcast. But you know what? As you can hear, we, this show is about the music of our past and what it means to us. And uh, yeah, PLJ. We'll get back to Yeah, PLJ was a part of us. And PLJ, even though it wasn't kind of... The music that we connected with personally as we got older, it really did. It did lay the bad bow. We wouldn't be the men we are today without Annie Lennox and Rick Astley <laughs> and Paula Abdul. That's just a fact. And uh, the third single off uh, Extreme Pornography. <laughs> I mean, without that, who, yeah. who knows? And, you know, we'll get back to uh, Nine Inch Nails and Franz Ferdinand soon enough. But right now... Do we have to do Franz Ferdinand? Yes. I don't know where this came from. You like Franz Ferdinand. Okay. Well, the, the people voted. We will do it. I want to come over and listen to Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next week. I want to come, come over! over!